St. Thomas' Summa, Part 3, Question 15, Article 4. Whether Christ's soul was passable? Objection 1. It would seem that the soul of Christ was not passable. For nothing suffers except by reason of something stronger, since the agent is greater than the patient, as is clear from Augustine and from Aristotle. Now, no creature was stronger than Christ's soul. Therefore, Christ's soul could not suffer at the hands of any creature, and hence it was not passable. For its capability of suffering would have been to no purpose if it could not have suffered at the hands of anything. Objection 2. Further, Cicero says that the soul's passions are ailments, but Christ's soul had no ailment, for the soul's ailment results from sin, as is plain from Psalm 40, verse 5, Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Therefore, in Christ's soul, there were no passions. Objection 3. Further, the soul's passions would seem to be the same as the fomes of sin. Hence, the apostle calls them the passions of sins. Now, the fomes of sin was not in Christ, as was said in Article 2. Therefore, it seems that there were no passions in his soul, and hence his soul was not passable. On the contrary, it is written in the person of Christ, my soul is filled with evils, not sins indeed, but human evils, that is, pains, as a gloss expounds it. Hence, the soul of Christ was passable. I answer that. A soul placed in a body may suffer in two ways. First, with a bodily passion. Secondly, with an animal passion. It suffers with a bodily passion through bodily hurt. For since the soul is the form of the body, soul and body have but one being. And hence, when the body is disturbed by any bodily passion, the soul too must be disturbed, that is, in the being which it has in the body. Therefore, since Christ's body was passable and mortal, as was said above in question 14, his soul also was of necessity passable in like manner. But the soul suffers with an animal passion in its operations, either in such as are proper to the soul, or in such as are of the soul more than of the body. And although the soul is said to suffer in this way, through sensation and intelligence, as was said in the second part, nevertheless the affections of the sensitive appetite are most properly called passions of the soul. Now these were in Christ, even as all else pertaining to man's nature. Hence Augustine says, Our Lord, having deigned to live in the form of a servant, took these upon himself, whenever he judged they ought to be assumed. For there was no false human affection in him who had a true body and a true human soul. Nevertheless, we must know that the passions were in Christ otherwise than in us in three ways. First, as regards the object, since in us these passions very often tend toward what is unlawful, but not so in Christ. Secondly, as regards the principle, since the passions in us frequently forestall the judgment of reason, but in Christ all movements of the sensitive appetite sprang from the disposition of the reason. Hence, Augustine says that 
Christ assumed these movements in his human soul by an unfailing dispensation when he willed, even as he became man when he willed. Thirdly, as regards the effect, because in us these movements at times do not remain in the sensitive appetite, but deflect the reason. But not so in Christ, since by his disposition, the movements that are naturally becoming to human flesh so remained in the sensitive appetite that the reason was nowise hindered in doing what was right. Hence, Jerome says that our Lord, in order to prove the reality of the assumed manhood, was sorrowful in very deed. Yet, lest a passion should hold sway over his soul, it is by a pro-passion that he is said to have begun to grow sorrowful and to be sad, so that it is a perfect passion when it dominates the soul, that is the reason, and a pro-passion when it has its beginning in the sensitive appetite, but goes no further. Reply to Objection 1. The soul of Christ could have prevented these passions from coming upon it, and especially by the divine power. Yet of his own will, he subjected himself to these corporeal and animal passions. Reply to Objection 2. Cicero is speaking there according to the opinions of the Stoics, who did not give the name of passions to all, but only to the disorderly movement, movements of the sensitive appetite. Now it is manifest that passions like these were not in Christ. Reply to Objection 3. The passions of sins are movements of the sensitive appetite that tend to unlawful things, and these were not in Christ, as neither was the fomus of sin. 